1: Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Subscribe to the Captain's Run, Apple, Spotify, or where all good podcasts are downloaded. Give us a call, 1300-01-1170, or you can give us a text, 0457-736-736. And make sure you're following our brand new Twitter profile, Captain's Run NRL, and follow at SEN League on Instagram and TikTok. Smithers, he's here. How you going, brother? <laughs>
2: Kempy, mate, I'm good. I'm good, mate. Um, looking forward to this weekend. Magic round, it's here, finally. So round good. Round 10, um, pumped. I think uh, you're going to be in town as well, up in Brizzy. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully might be able to catch up with you, mate, um, before the game. And, yeah, just been I've just been hanging around, not doing a whole heap. I had a little sneaky game of golf this morning. Oh, no. In before captain's run. But, um, yeah, didn't go so well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not in a great mood. No, I mean I am. I'm, I'm in a good mood. Talking Talk about, about footy gets
1: you back in a good mood.
2: Yeah, talking about footy, thinking about footy, thinking about the big games this weekend. Storm, uh, Rabbitohs, Eagles, Broncos on Friday. Some big
1: matchups. Absolutely. Cowboys are about to kick start their season against the Roosters. Oh yes. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> We've got some dramas. Tommy. In the producer's box, a bit of drama here. <laughs> He's not happy, Tom. No, not at all. Um uh, so I will be at uh, the Caxton from one PM on Saturday. It'll be myself, rugby league guru, Timmy, and Maddie, and we've we'll been on a meet and greet. So come and say hi, have us have some beers with us, take a photo, whatever you want. It's one PM at the Caxton oh. Hotel. <laughs> so one PM 1 p.m. Mate, ready to that's go. that's dangerous. Roll straight into the I think it's Bulldogs that started the first game, or they did it will, anyway last year. Will you make the first game? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it's in the plans, in the schedule to make the first game. Geez, <laughs> that's an early start. Uh, very early, very dangerous. So get down. Come say hi. We're giving out free bloke merch when you get down there as well. So so to a special lucky few, we'll be handing out free bloke, bloke merch to celebrate the bloke community. That's at the Caxton, 1 p.m. I'll also be uh, – uh, Caxton Street Brewing Co. on Friday at 6 p.m. Mm. with Hello Sport. Uh, but let's get straight into the footy, Smithy. Yes, mate. Holy! So the Manly Sea Eagles, coming <laughs> off their 16-point loss to the Titans, mm-hmm. it's reported that Schuster had gotten into a bit of a bruhaha with his uh, mm. teammate Dean Madison, related to Ryan Madison. Yep. Josh Schuster did not play last week due to an ongoing quad injury. But uh, there are reports it was due to his fitness, which is interesting because a couple of weeks ago it was a cork, and now it's a strain, now mm-hmm. it's fitness. I don't know what's going on, Smithy. What's going on with the Manly Seagulls?
2: Well, there's a lot being said, hasn't there? Um, and given that they'd started so well, Kempi, so well, like they, obviously we had the, the brand new pre season competition, um, and they took that out, the Manly Seagulls, and, and looked sharp. They looked good, um, and then played some really good footy in the early. Um, rounds of of uh, the NRL season, of course, Schuster to come back in. He didn't start the season with them. Um, he come back in, played a pretty good game. Then he was out. Come back in again. Now he's out again. It's just, yeah. There's a, there's some there's some red flags and some alarm bells that should be ringing around Brookie at the moment because given given the work that they've done and the and you know the way they started the year and they just look so promising you know, off the back of last week's performance. Now, you know, some dramas are starting to arise. It's it's alarming for their footy club. They want to jump on it pretty quick if they want to you know, get get back on the rails.
1: Oh, mate, it is getting very... It's because it, it's such a knock-on effect because not only is it a star young player that you're trying to build a club around for the next 10 years, they move for and on, you know, a, a beloved club player to accommodate a guy like Schuster. Now, actually... Uh, DC has actually come out. Uh, it was, this is was about six days ago. Yep. And he basically said, uh, that, is, that is rugby league, mate. Uh, if you're not willing to work hard enough, if you're not willing mm. to sacrifice, you just mm. don't last long. He's at a crossroads early in his career, but it can be a real positive. This doesn't have to be a negative for him. Spending some time away to get his body right, this could be a defining moment where he takes off to the level we all know he can reach.
2: Yeah. So I, I suppose... A little bit of a cryptic um, message there from from DCE um, in some ways because he hasn't really sort of spoken directly about what the issue is um, with Schuster. But if you sort of read between the lines, he's obviously questioning questioning yeah his professionalism really. Um, you know when he's saying he's at a he's at a crossroads. Mm. Well, that's the way I read it anyway. It, it, other people might read it differently, but for for mine. I think it's questioning, you know, his his attitude towards his training, his attitude towards his preparation, his level of professionalism when it when it comes to getting himself fit and in in the right um, physical um, shape to pl- to play NRL. Because when you're battling injury, um, yeah, you, know, you can't afford you can't afford to take any shortcuts mm. when when it comes to um you know looking after yourself with your diet with your sleep everything you're doing away from football because remember that, you know they they can only keep an eye on you the, the coaching staff and, and the physical um, fitness staff they can only keep an eye on you for for the hours that you're at training now if you're only spending 4 or 5 hours at training that's that's all they've got you for mm. uh, it's out of their control what you do away from home so if you're sort of eating the house down and you, you, you know if you if you're drinking alcohol when you shouldn't be drinking alcohol and you're not getting enough sleep that's not, that's not the best preparation, or it's not the best way to look after yourself physically. Mm. You have got to remember this. This is this is one of the toughest sports in the world to play, and if you're not in if you're not in great physical shape, then you're going to get found out. Mm. Um, so that, I, I think that's that's along the lines of where Daly's coming from, saying that you know Josh is he's at a crossroads at the moment. He's got to decide does he want to be a professional NRL player or does he want to just keep going the way he's going where he plays a week, he's injured for four, comes back in a week and then at some stage the the club will grow tired of that situation.
1: Mm. Oh mate, it, you're absolutely right. It's uh it's so tough because you are in a tough position where if he was 10% less talented, the decisions mm. would be so much easier because you would just go, mate, you're not up to standard. Go back <laughs> to reserve grade. Yeah, that's right. See you later. But when you've invested so much in a key position, it's a, such a delicate balance. Because I would even go as far to say, Smithy, is like you're 100% right. You can't control what they do at home. Mm. But there's also so much, only so much you can do to punish them, even when they're at training. Like if yep. they rock up and don't rip in, all right, you can make the whole team do extras, and they don't rip yes. in again. The whole team does extras again, and then all of a sudden, you're actually affecting the whole team's preparation because of yep. one player.
2: Yep. Well, mate, you know what? Like at some stage, and uh, you know we spoke about Josh Schuster and, and him being a young man. But it's at some stage you got to take responsibility of your own life mm. and your own um, professional life as well as, as a as a sports person. And and as you said, there's only so many things that you can be asked to do, you can be encouraged to do in in your sporting career. But if you don't want to do it yourself, it's like most things in life, mate. If you if you don't want to make the change or, or make the decision to help yourself, then it's very hard for anyone else to help you. Mm. So I guess that's where Josh is right now. He, he's got to make a decision. Look, do I want to get the very best out of myself? If so, what changes do I need to make? And how am I going to make them? And when do I make them? Well, that's that's an easy question. That, that it's now. Mm. You've got to make them pretty quickly. Mm. And because he's off contract, like, I think he's off contract uh, end of, end of next year. Um, so you know the, it's it's sort of approaching pretty quickly um, that you know that, that that end of contract date but you know it's it's a sport like professional sport it, it doesn't wait for many people if mm. if anyone mm. if anyone the the industry is about winning and you just cannot carry anyone that's not there to help um, help you do that
1: mm. yeah it's uh, I think as well we're getting so much more information about I think in yesteryear, a lot of clubs would be like, oh, look at all that talent. We can be mm. the ones to change him. There's so, so many clubs are guilty of that. And we're all guilty of thinking that we are the ones that can make the difference. But I do think there is a bit of a trend now where clubs go, you know what, like we, we're not going to be the ones to give him a second opportunity because we can't afford to do that. We can't afford to go through if, um, you know, not to say that, you know, this is all to say, and I know you Smithy as well would feel the same way. Look, if it's something else going on, then, you know, this isn't to say this is definitely the what's happening with Schuster, but yep. it does seem when you read between the lines at the moment, he's not fully committing himself. I will say as well, the one thing I think as a young fellow that I needed to improve immediately getting into, and this is coming from a person that I've been in the sports system, so I knew about training hard, and I always mm. trained really hard, but one thing I had to learn real quickly is, like, to stop blaming other people for everything. Like, anything yep. that bad happens to me something bad goes on in my life, uh, anything really. I didn't get selected or I didn't get the position I wanted. You know, When you're younger, you're very quick to go, oh, that's unfair, rah, rah. I think yeah. as you get older, you kind of learn, no, no, it's all in my control. It's all my fault.
2: Yeah. Well, mate, there's certain, there's, there's, absolutely certain things in your life that, that are out of your control, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just going to happen. The things you can control are, are the things that um, – that make the most difference to yourself. And, and when it comes to, you know, particularly sport, it's it's all about taking care of yourself, um, both at training and, and mostly away from the field. Mm. That's where, that's where you need to be professional. That's where you need to make good choices and, and choices that are going to help you, um, be the very best you can be every day. So, um, But yeah, I'm with you. Like it's easy, particularly for younger people, to point the finger all the time and just and say, "Well, that's not my fault." You know, that's because he did that, or that wasn't fair, and now I'm going to kick stones. Well, it's best just to get on with it. Mm. Find a way. Find a way to get yourself back into tip top tip top shape. Be at your very best, and force force your way back into the picture of playing first grade.
1: Mm. I'll never forget, you know, the moment that kind of clicked for me. I was at the Warriors, I was struggling, and as I said, always trained, you know, really hard, all that kind of stuff. But I was, you know, looking outwards towards why things weren't the way they were. And the great yeah. Brent Tate went over to his oh, house for a dinner. Tate dog, the Tate dog, angriest man in rugby league, but also one of the best <laughs> men in rugby league. Um, and he pulled, me, and he put, yeah. he got, invited me over for dinner. He knew I was a bit lonely over there, new country, whatever. And he said exactly what you just said. He said, "Mate." Everything that you can't control is no point worrying about it. You yep. just need to be the best you can be at what you can control. Yeah, and it kind of clicked in into gear for me of like, you know, you're absolutely right. Like it's almost wasted energy thinking about things that are out of my control.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I, mate. Well, uh, uh, and, and there's a lot of people that do worry about that stuff and they concern themselves with with things that with it. it they shouldn't matter. Mm. It, it really shouldn't matter, and it does. It takes time to, to change that, mate, and I'm I'm sure you learnt that, you know, with your time over in New Zealand playing over with the Warriors. But once you once you get your head around controlling the things that you can control, and then this is we're not just talking rugby league here to all of our listeners. Yeah. This is sort of life in general. But um, you know, just control the things you can control, and I can guarantee you, will be you'll be a, a much more sort of um, you'll be a much happier content person and with a clear view on what you need to do every day. Mm.
1: Now we're going to head to a break, but after the break, there is a ton to talk to talk about. First of all, we're going to get the injuries, but Zach Lomax, little Mm. dropped from the dragon squad. Dragons currently on a losing street street uh, streak. Uh, They also may be living on losing street right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hook is under pressure. It is an absolute shizzle down there. Hopefully, we can get some uh, clarity as to what's going on at the Dragons. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's have a quick injury wrap from Round Eight. Thanks to Victor School and Sports Club Supplies. Visit victorsports.com.au. Smithy, what do we got? Can be. The injury list just keeps building, mate. We've got oh, a few wow.
2: more, which you know, we don't we dislike uh, having to read these out, but we want to inform our listeners. <laughs> Uh, Braden Burns, he's he's done an MCL, so he's out for three to six weeks, possibly. So unlucky. Hamlin Ueli, uh similar injury, four weeks they're saying um, at the Sharkies. Paul Momorowski and Matt Eisenhuth, both shoulder injuries, uh, so we just got to wait and see how long that will be. AJ Brimson, Brimo,
1: oh no, more
2: injury issues. He's done a hamstring, uh, he's out for a month, so that's a big blow for the Titans. Um, Tommy Chester. Huge news there for young Tommy Chesters. Has done some great things at fullback in the absence um, of Scotty Drinkwater. He's done an ACL campaign, oh. an ACL the young fella, so very unlucky there. Kurt Mann, torn oblique. He's out for some time. Ray Stone, concussion. Um, he might be on the 11-day protocol uh, stand down. But the big one uh, coming out of Manly and possibly for the New South Wales Blues, it's Jake Trebojevic. He's done a calf. So initially they thought maybe a fortnight, but they're saying now four weeks, Ooh. which would which would rule him out of game one, Kempi. Big news there.
1: That is massive. When you talk about origin and what it means to be an origin player, like Jake Trebojevic, yeah. he's that guy. He's absolutely that guy.
2: Yeah. And they're sort of uh, – they're they're dealing with a few at the moment mm. um, injuries, of course. RCG, um, he's got that um, what that fracture in in the hip mm. groin area. Uh the fox as well. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. Keon did happen. Keon may have been picked or in depth. He would have been thereabouts. Well. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, a bit of issues there in regards to the the
2: forward pack. Um, um four weeks out though today, so still a little bit of time. Yeah. A little bit of time, hopefully. Um, yeah, we want to see our, our best players playing the game. Yeah. Uh, well we know the Fox won't be there. RCG won't be there. Hopefully those other boys they might be able to sort of heal quite quickly and, and be available. So
1: Okay. That's uh visit school and sports sub club supplies supplying schools and sports throughout Australia. Visit victorsports.com.au. dot au. Now we gotta get into it, Smithy Dragons have dropped Lomax, they've also dropped Hooker Little from the side for this week mm. after losing again. Mate, what do you make of this whole Dragon situation? Well,
2: it's, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? And like, not winning games doesn't help. So I think they're just scrambling at the moment to try and find some sort of fix to, to what's been happening on the weekends. Now, they've certainly been in positions um, many times this year to win footy games, but they've, they've somehow found a way not to win those matches. I just don't know. I, uh, has there been com I, I haven't seen any comments as yet. But as to why, you know, these two players have been left out. You know, we know, you know, Lomax. He's playing. He's, well, you know, he's playing in the centres, but he's playing on an opposite side this this year compared to last year. Um, Jacob Little. He's been. He started a couple of games at nine. He's come off the bench. I'm a little bit surprised actually that he's been left out. Oh, mate. I, I actually, you know, I thought he would have been the best option to start as nine um, and have Moses by come off the bench as a, as a utility player. But um, yeah, Hook and, and the rest of the coaching staff, they've opted to, to leave these two players out, which is, you know, without any sort of explanation, not, not that, not that we need one or we deserve one, but um, not knowing as to why those players are out. It's, it's really hard to comment because going off, just, just going off, you know, numbers and stats and then they're, they're not the be-all and end-all, Kempy as you know but looking at Zach Lomax's game compared to last year that they're, they're not too different as far as you know his his involvement and his running meters and his defense the, the one big difference of course is his goal kicking mm. but do you do you drop a guy because his goal kicking is poor I don't, I don't know I just I don't think that that would be the reason at all
1: yeah, I'm as, as shocked as you, mate. The Lomax one, I, what I don't understand about the Lomax one is, as you said, statistically, relatively the same. Uh, yes, his goal-kicking hasn't been great, but these things, as you know, as a goal-kicker, sometimes they come in swings and bounds, you know? Like, sometimes you go through a rough patch, you just need to get your confidence back in regards to the goal-kicking, and then all of a sudden, you're all good. Like, look how much Sam Walker has improved since he first started mm. goal-kicking. Uh so the Lomax one, I'm a bit surprised, especially with when I look across that back line, it's not like there are other outside backs that are absolutely blowing him off the park with their form either. Uh, it's not like he's below the standard of the back line of uh, Dragons. But yeah. I'd, I'd say, mate, I'm even more surprised about the Little. Because Little mm. got, so on the weekend, Little got 38 minutes. He had four runs, 30 meters, um, and he made 23 tackles with only one miss. Moses Zembai, he started and had 41 minutes and he had uh, four runs, 11 meters, 15 tackles, one miss. And so I go like, really? Like, are we going to be dropping a young, le- gen- genuine hooker that we could build our spine around be- like because he's being so outperformed? Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me, that the little one. It makes absolutely no, I agree with you as well. I would have... I understand you don't want to start in round one because Moses Mbye has experience, and you get the experienced guy in there to make sure there's a standard set in regards to the NRL players. But after seeing him for a, at least one or two rounds, he would have became my starting hooker. Because what I'm not understanding is if you're trying to build for the future and you're trying to look, they're not going to win the premiership this year. Like that, yeah, you know, it's it's unfair, uh, unfortunate for Dragons fans, but it's not going to happen. So yep. why not? do similar to what the Bulldogs are doing right now. They've also basically come out and said, they know they're not going to win a premiership this year, but we're trying to build a spine for a premiership in three to four years. Why don't the Dragons do that too?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused as well, mate. So, so they've named, so Jaden Sullivan's been named on the bench. Now we know he's a half. Like, is he, will he be used as an interchange nine?
1: Yeah. With with Emboy? Yeah, probably.
2: So, Um, you know, there, there's another, there's another, big positional change for him um and for the, for the team like you uh, like you're sacrificing one change for a big change in in the footy side mm. it's oh, to me I just think that they're searching for a win that's really w- what they're doing it's a, it's a big change up it's it's it, it, it might be too like with Lomax it might just he might they might that might be just a bit of a give him a chance to sit out a week and just say mate go freshen up um, you know, get your mind clear about your footy and, and he'll come back in in a fortnight's time. Like, we'll have to wait and see. Mm, mm. That might be the case. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the, the little one is, that's the confusing one. That's the confusing one for me. Oh, yeah, I, I just think they're a team at the moment that are just, they're, they're looking for their answers and they're looking for just opportunities to, to try and, you know, make some change for the better. Which, you know, uh, the, with the changes that they made, will they be? We, we won't know until we, they, they come out and, and play this weekend.
1: Mm. Yeah, I just I feel so sorry for a Little because, as I said, I actually think he's had a great year. I've, I've been surprised at how well he's played this year. I, yeah. I, I would be starting him. I would be trying to get his connection with Amon and Sullivan yep. and Hunt built up as quickly as possible yep. um, so that you've got yourself a solid spine for at least the next three to four years. Uh, but we've got to head to a break but after the news we have the Will Pensini from the Parr- Parramatta Eels young gun center from the Parramatta Eels Pensini will be with us after the news talking to this absolute explosive center from the Eels mate how uh how's it going you guys obviously have hit some a bit of form uh you yep. you've had some you know a bit of a rough start to the year but you've found your way midway through the year what's the feeling like around camp at the moment
0: yeah, it's a good feeling. Um, obviously, a good feeling to get a win um, back at home and put a couple of points on. And, yeah, we just look to stay more consistent and try to put that performance in every week.
2: My big win against the Newcastle Knights last week. Where, mate, where'd that come from? It just the, the boys were enormous.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it was just our energy and um, the way we approached it. Um, we wanted to approach our home games a bit better. Obviously, that's our home ground and that's where we want to perform in front of our fans. So, um, it's a type of energy that we needed to bring into every week going on from now on. And, yeah, facing every team with uh,
1: that type of energy. And you're in your third year of first grade, that's correct? Yeah, third Third year year. now. And so, you're 20 20 years old, 21 years old? Yeah, uh,
0: 21 in July.
1: 21 in July, so July, still 20 sorry. years old. Wow, wow. <laughs> Mate, what's it, you know, third year of first grade, it's always a, a, a really interesting year because you've got your first year with your debut, you're excited. Your second year, you're trying to meet the standards of what it is to be a first grader. But I really feel this year you're starting to almost look comfortable out there. Is that is that a thing that you kind of feel yourself or you just is it more experience? What, what's it like in your third year?
0: Yeah, I think it's the more experience. So I'm obviously getting used to playing every week now and, um, with these boys as well, I've gone a lot closer with all of them and um, obviously hang around with them every day. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to improve in my game every year and every, every week. So, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling.
2: So, mate, the experience of playing first grade, of course, that's, that's going to help yeah. and, you, and you want to improve every year. But playing in the World Cup last year, mate, what, what did that do for your confidence um, you know, coming off, off the back of that big big season?
0: Yeah, that was a that was a great experience for me that that World Cup campaign. Um, obviously, playing with a lot of talented people I've never played before, just verse and obviously a new coach as well. So um, that was an experience within itself, and kind of take new skills off off other people and learn off other people there. So um, learned a lot in, the, in that World Cup, and kind of brought uh, my experiences from there into coming into this year.
2: So mate, obviously you you represented Tonga, um, but you're you're born in Sydney. Aspira Have you got aspirations to play? state of origin and possibly kangaroos down the track
0: yeah uh, i think when you play younger ages here that's all you aim um obviously going further to play for australia but um yeah if it comes it comes but yeah just looking to play consistent form for uh power at the moment so
1: Mate, you're uh, building a great combination with uh, Gutho, Moses, and uh, well, allegedly the most scux man in Australia, Dylan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> how do, how Don't do tell you tell him that? Oh, mate, seriously, <laughs> the scux levels are off the road. Uh, mate. <laughs> They're out of this world, um, mate. What's it like? Do do you feel like that timing and that kind of anticipation of each other, the way you play, is just getting better and better and better?
0: Yeah, 100%. I feel like, like I said, just being around the boys and learning how they play and how each person plays. And obviously their personalities play a big part of how they play as well. Um, Gutho doesn't stop talking at training, when he's asleep, when he's awake here as well. So I'm just getting used to the way they play and kind of adapting uh, to that way. And the same way for them, I think they're adapting to the way I play and kind of using me and my strengths as well. So, um, yeah, I guess we're getting better as the year goes on and our combinations are getting better and
2: yeah we look to get better. Now Kempi I can I can just I can feel all of our listeners there they've they're sort of thinking, mate, what has Kempi just said scucks? What does that mean? Now I've just Googled it. Okay. I've just Googled it. I've actually heard, I've heard my I've heard my teenage children use this word and I've I've looked, I've been a bit perplexed as well. Sorry Will. I'm yeah. showing my age here mate, but I've just I've just Googled it and it's and it and it says stud.
1: A, a player, yeah. a,
2: a a womanizer.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there you go, I mean, that's Dylan that's Brown. He scucks There mate, you go. Scucks yeah, deluxe. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look, I lived in New Zealand for a year. That's where I got it, mate. I, I can't. I can't pretend to be cool. I, I can't. Um, mate, just just to clear it up for, for the listeners, uh, we've we've got a message in here, and it basically says, boys, it's Panasini, not Pensini. Could you let the listeners know how to say your last name correctly? Uh it's
0: Pensini. Bensini,
1: Bensini, yeah. Bensini. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. So, text up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. So I think I'm that down.
0: P's in, in Tonga, so it says kind of like a B. So,
1: Bensini, Bensini, yeah. ben Nah, well, eight. That's good. That's great to clear up, mate. Uh, the, the back end of the year. You obviously made the grand final year, grand final last yeah. year. I guess you obviously want to go one step further. But as is that even being talked about in the squad, or is it more just week to week? More week to week,
0: um, I guess, just winning um, and playing consistent footy each week. I think once you start winning games and you put games together towards the end, um, towards the end of the year, you start to look at you know where you finish up and, and obviously that grand final. Obviously, it is um, still in the back of our minds when we're playing and um, obviously that loss last year has kind of lit a fire in us that so we want to obviously experience that better and um, change the results. So, yeah, at the moment, we're looking at week to week and we just need to... Play
2: consistent footy and get some wins together. Now, Will, you you grew up in the west of Sydney. You you went to yep. uh, the Kings, and that was with uh, Joseph uh, Swalihi. Uh, we yep. we all know about the news about um, him moving on to to rugby in a couple of years' time, and they've they've come out and said this is Rugby Australia. They're, they're trying to target a couple of big names in the NRL. I uh, would you yep. be would you be tempted to follow his lead at all, or are you pretty content with playing NRL right now?
0: Um, yeah, right now, I'm obviously pretty content with playing um, rugby league. I'm enjoying my time at the moment. Uh, I enjoyed my time playing you know, rugby union school. So, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm content with rugby league and just want to get better each week. Um, never know down the line.
1: Mate, did you message to and be like, you're shut, bro. What's doing there?
0: <laughs> Holy. Yeah, I actually, I actually asked for a house. Oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Seriously? No. <Nah. Hey? laughs> No, nah, he's a good kid. So um, I'm sure he uses money wisely,
1: <laughs> mate. Uh, what about for you personally this year? Is there, you know, it's when as you're coming coming through the grades, like there's a lot of yep. uh, different weapons that you can use, and you can almost when you get to first grade, sometimes you've got to put them away and just get good consistent footing under your belt. Is there anything you'd like to add to your game heading into your, you know, the end of the third year of your career?
0: Um, yeah, there's always stuff I want to add into my game um in terms of just little steps and and palms and just the way I want to attack it, it all depends on you know who you play against as well but i feel like each year you gotta you gotta not change up your game but add to your game um, or else you stay the same every year. so there's little tricks and, and stuff I'm, I'm learning off all the older boys and um yeah just obviously being around them um, helps with those skills so um, yeah hopefully i can use them this year
2: now, mate, you did, you just spoke about you know thinking about your game and and particularly who yep. you're coming up against. You're coming up against the Titans this weekend, um, yep. sort of a home away from home for them at, at Suncorp Stadium. They they played quite well last week and um, they don't mind they don't mind you know using the football and attacking the footy. I yep. think are you mark are you making marking Jojo for Fido or are you Kelly?
0: Uh, I think it might be Kelly.
2: Yeah, Kelly so matey, yeah. obviously. Big, strong uh, ball carrier of the footy. What, what's your plan? Obviously, there's a game plan in place there for, for the whole side. But yep. for yourself this week, goals coming into Magic Round?
0: Just going to do my job again. Uh, try to do it better each week. Um, obviously, Kelly's a, a great, great attacker of the ball. So, you know, I've got to be able to try to lock him down. And, and obviously, they got a big strike edge with the a young winger there. That's a, that's a good finisher. Um, you know, we do our video. We study our video and, um, yeah, look forward to uh, our him this week. Obviously, they like to uh, throw the ball uh, around a, a bit, so we've got to mm-hmm. be on our toes, just can't fall asleep. So, um, yeah, we'll do our video, and, um, yeah, we look forward to this magic round.
1: Maiden Nate, this is almost a tradition. Before we let you go, who's more of a pest, yep. Moses or Gutho?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a duo. That's a, that's oh. a very, like, <laughs> both, they both don't stop talk, talking. I don't know who's louder. I think Moe might be louder. <laughs> I talk small, so <laughs> whoever's worse. If you want a louder one or someone who talks too much, um, you got your choices there. Oh, it's, it's the double
1: barrel. Oh, it's the double barrel. barrel. And the they're worst. Both
0: together.
1: And the worst so thing is, get, what, yeah. they're senior players, so you can't bloody you yeah, can't exactly. get them back. Oh, they say I act mate, older than them, and I'm um,
0: ten years younger.
1: So. <laughs> and and they're, they're, they're golf partners, aren't they? They go and play
0: golf. Much in the chat together with those two. <laughs> oh, they don't stop. They always do oh. go together. so... Once you get sprayed by Mo, you get sprayed by Gutho 10 seconds
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Really do appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to watch the rest of the year because, yeah, I, I love watching you play footy, mate.
0: On you, Will. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Take See care. you, boys.
1: There Good he mate. is, Will Pensini, a great young centre. I think he's – what I love about Will at the Eels at the moment is that mm. he's almost – I mean, it's not happening anymore, but for a couple of years there, he was flying under the radar. But we're talking about a teenager at a powerhouse mm. club. That went to a grand final.
2: Yeah, that's right, mate. Like, and, and I reckon watching the Eels play this year, he's he's made some some huge step steps forward. Particularly with the football, I, I think he's a lot more confident. Um, you know, to sort of demand the football, particularly early now. He likes getting early ball and and um, especially on on those wider field positions where he's got a little bit of space to move and. We've seen across the weekend, like, he's a powerful runner of the football. Mm. Powerful runner of the football. He, he's pretty good defensively as well. Makes really good decisions. Um, you know, strong tackler. But with the football, I can just see he's 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 demanding the football a lot more now in mm. a one-on-one situation, which, it, which is great to see. We don't see a lot of that anymore is just, just early ball to the center, beat their opposite man one-on-one. So pretty good from a 20-year-old.
1: Oh, not bad at all. It's also interesting, you know, the way kind of Mitch Moses, I guess – you can see players that he begins to trust more and more. You watch Dylan Brown. Initially, he mm. came in. You know, Mitch would would sometimes go to him, sometimes not. Eventually, Moses began to trust Brown. We saw Brown explode. I think it's going to be similar with Pensini. The more Moses trusts him, the more ball he gets, the more highlights we see. Uh, yep. We're going to head to a break. After the break, it's our best hand. Thanks to Snitz.
3: Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business.
1: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free in the App Store. And listen, anywhere, anytime, best hands. Thanks to Schnitz. Smithy, what do we got? Uh, thanks to
2: Schnitty, he's one of our great partners here, the captain's run. Uh, one point to Kyle Felt. Um, of course, this is Cowboys versus Sharks. He's really only one of the very few highlights for the Sharks that night. I've had a bit of a bludger of a game. But Kyle Felt palming off Ronnie Ronaldo Mulitalo uh, to score. Um, well, it was the only try for the Cowboys, wasn't it? Mm. I think so. Um, but, yeah, give him a good old don't argue. And Ronaldo Molotalo, he went tumbling off into the turf. Mm. But he had the last laugh, of course. They had a big win. Sharkies. Mm-hmm. Two points, Dane Gagai, he's one-handed tap on for Dom Young to score against the years. I know I've said this a few times, but how how good's that skill that particularly centers are showing these days where they get that pass sort of from a sweeping fullback or a half out the back and they just got to bat on because there's a a, a charging winger, a jamming winger coming to break a couple of ribs. Mm. The bat on to their outside man to score points. Dane Gagoy, well done, mate. He's in pretty good form, actually, Dane Gagoy. He's in great for uh, form. But three points, three points and very well-deserved. This this bloke was possibly one of the better players in the entire round. Campbell Graham. Don't know if you've seen this one um, against the Broncos, but they've been peppering that... <laughs> I saw that it right hand side. No, I'm sorry, Campy. I'm talking to our listeners, oh, not sorry. you. I know I you sorry. were. I know you were watching very closely <laughs> in this game. I knew you were watching. Um, but it was. But it was a. Uh, now, I don't know if it was a set play or whether it was just a little bit of ad lib at the end. But mm. uh, Campbell Graham, he got he got a nice pass to the outside. Cody Walker looked like he was sweeping out the back um, of Campbell Graham, but they went short to Campbell Graham. But then Cody just held his run up, and then. Appeared back on the inside. And Campbell Graham just giving that nice little pop pass back on the inside. Almost untouched to go over and score against the Broncos. Three points
1: mate. to Campbell Graham, mate. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, mate, you will know what I love about that play is mm. if it's executed perfectly, the only way it can be defended against is if it's pre-read by the defense. Yeah. Because of spacing. You know, there's, yep. there should be at least a meter or two between you and the next guy. It yes. was executed to perfection. There's nothing you can do to stop it.
2: Yeah. And and it's a good play. It's a good play to use the way they did where they they threw some set plays at the Broncos, some you know, some sort of structure at the Broncos earlier, and it looked exactly the same as those mm. earlier plays. Mm. So the Broncos just went, Oh, well, here comes that play again. And and to the point just before Campbell Graham passed it back on the inside, they actually defended it well. They'd sort of they'd taken care of the play, but with the the way that they changed it right at the end, they put that little variation on the end of it where Cody held his run up and turned back up on the inside. That's yeah, it's just open space. So yeah, that's um, that's a play that the uh, well, it's going to be the Melbourne Storm this week that they're going to have to look out
1: for. Oh, what a game! Rabbitohs v the Storm, unbelievable. And I mean, the Rabbitohs talk about they are just in such a good place right now in regards to the talent they have, the roster they have. The way they've brought people through the ranks. Anyway, you can get that later in the in the show, but after the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cam Smith, Smithy. We got some text there, mate.
2: We've got a we've got a, a few actually, Campy. Uh, Keep them coming in, guys. Please, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, this one, hey Beacon Goat, love this time of week, boys. I'm a mad Broncos fan. I feel Bronx have been a team that dominate a half, but don't put a dominant 80 minutes in. What will it take to fix this, and can we make the grand final? I'll send that one to you, Kempe.
1: Oh, I mean, we definitely can. We've got the squad. We've got the the form. Uh, in regards to how do we fix playing an 80 minutes game of footy, well, I just think that there seems to be a tendency, and I'm not sure whether it's directed from coaching staff or players or whatever, of attack, attack, attack. Like any Any half chance you can think of or take, do it. And I think that we just need to tweak that a little bit. Look, that's good. It's worked for us so far. But, like, just a little tweak to go, hang on a sec, this, this, you know, not like a play that is 20% chance of coming off. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just hold the ball and trust in our defense or trust in our ability to score points later. I think that's the tweak we need to make. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yeah, look, I'm,
2: mate, I think they've got a good enough side. I, you know, last week I'm happy to – Give them uh, a little uh, pass on 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 last week's effort, given they were they were missing a couple of key players. Ezra Mams been fantastic. Payne Haas, of course, we all know what he's about. Corey Oates as well, mate. Big out mm. for the Broncos. Look, when they're all fit and firing and they're and they're playing well, I I, I think they're a um, they're they're definitely a premiership threat. Definitely a premiership threat.
1: Uh, The Brizzy Broncos, are they back? I don't know. We'll see as the season unfolds. We've got magic round to get to. We've got plenty of things to talk about, so stay tuned for the next hour. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cam Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Have your say throughout the show. Call 1300 01 1170 or give us a text 0457 736 736. Now... Players have spoken out fears playmakers have become protected species. Mm. The NRL has been warned to resist becoming like the NFL and making playmakers a protected species. Admit fears the game has gone too soft by penalising almost all contact with kickers. Christian Welsh, Dale and Wade Graham have all expressed their concern. Graham, they need to be really careful with how far they want to push it. If you push it too far and give all the advantage to the attacker, you're then giving the defense no contest, which is exactly what the game is, a contest. Welsh, you should get cheap shots out of the game. But if you want to give Nathan Cleary half an hour to kick a ball, he's going to put put you a half a meter out from your try line in the corner and you will lose that game. And then Fanukin said, you can still put pressure on but I feel like now it's really going to be about how it looks. It's whether you've hit someone and taken them to ground as opposed to grabbing and holding someone to the ground. You can't be penalised for that. Uh, Cleary, Hines, Keary, Tanner Boyd have all received penalties in recent weeks for being tackled while kicking. Uh, what do you think, Smithy?
2: Yeah, look, I've noticed this change as well, Kempi, um, over the past few weeks. And we've seen it creep into the game slowly this season. Um, the protection of, well, yeah, the playmakers and particularly kickers. We've seen also um, the the repercussions of, of players hitting, um, you know, halves uh, in particular, you know, the halves going to the line with the football and they got their back turned. There's... There's a fraction a fraction of a second between someone receiving a penalty and potentially being put in the bin uh, compared to you know staying on the field and, and the referees and, and the bunker. I'll include the bunker because they get involved a lot these days, not doing anything about it and, and allowing the play to play on. But I, I do agree with these guys um, in particular about the kickers. I've seen some very soft, very soft penalties. Okay over the last month. Now uh, again, yeah, we'll make the point and and I'm a, all three of these players have have spoken about it. You know, they don't want to see cheap shots cheap, cheap shots in the game. They don't want to see, you know, foul play, you know, taking a guy out late and and in particular with kickers, for the guys that that leave the ground when they kick, which is most of them. Um yeah, you, know, you don't want to see someone coming in and attacking legs, okay? They're in a vulnerable position. If any of those things that I just spoke about—attacking legs, hitting late—and and particularly when you go after someone, you know, in, in in a manner which you know is foul play, then then fair enough, be penalised. They can be penalised, you know, even put in the bin if it's bad enough. But some of the things that I've seen penalised—barely oh. touching a kicker, um, you know, brushing brushing past a kicker once he's kicked the ball. Um, even times where there's been contact made simultaneously, as that 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 kicker is kicking the football, it's now being penalised. Like, what are we doing to our game if we're doing that? It's it's been played this way for a long, long time. It's been played 120 plus years this way. Mm. What? Sorry, I shouldn't say that. plus years. Roughly 120 years in this manner. And again, and I sound like a broken record. It's what makes our game so unique mm. is that you can go and do this. Now, you know, Christian Welsh makes a good point. If you give Nathan Cleary just that, that fraction of a second longer to kick the ball, he will put it on a five-cent piece, mm. all right? He will put it on a five-cent piece, as will most of the kickers in the competition. They put a lot of time into it. They put a lot of practice into it. It's a skill that, that not many players possess, is the ability to kick the ball, um, but the halves. If you give them time, that's 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 their job. They need to land it on a on a on a, a very small patch of grass. But our game is about putting pressure on opposition players, mm. and it doesn't matter what number you've got on the back on your back. I feel as a kicker, if you want to hold the ball and you want to kick the ball, then you're entitled to be put under pressure by a defender. And now if he gets to you. Um, when you've still got the ball in your hands or the ball has not y- yet reached your boot to kick it, then you are open slather. As long as, you know, it's all legal. You mm-hmm. can't be hit high. You can't be hitting the legs. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think we've gone a, a, a touch too far with the way we're we're penalising defenders right
1: now. It just, it all doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and it it's further down the track of, we are continuing to ref our game on optics instead yep. of principle. You know, it is all about how does it look? Does it look too aggressive? Does it look too, does it look like it hurts too much? Rather mm. than is this illegal? So, for example, was there some kind of weird increase last year in blokes getting hit after kicking the ball? I didn't see any injuries happening last year of kickers, you know, mm. getting taken out. So it's like, okay, well, there's no warning in regards to like, oh, we need to stamp down on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also, Let's say a ball bounces and I jump up to catch it. Yes. Wingers aren't allowed to go, Oh, don't tackle me. Don't ta- no. don't smash it's my wrist on apart. It's play on. Smash me up. Like that's that's why we wingers get called brave in those situations. Mm. Because we are willing to jump up, expose ourselves. Whereas kickers, for some bizarre reason, because they've all they they know now if I just jump in the air as I kick, I can't be touched. Yep. I, I I think – and it goes without saying, as you said, Smithy, we all agree, let's protect the kickers, let's protect the legs, let's make sure all these chiefs are not in the game. Yeah. But if – yeah? You guys yeah, – I was just going to say, mate, I agree. And everyone I talk to, like,
2: so I'm, I'm, I'm around, you know, sort of the junior footy clubs and, um, you know, the state league competitions and just people in general that are rugby league fans, they all, they're all of the same opinion. I haven't had one person come up to me and say, geez, I love that a new initiative. Mm. That the NRL have got and the way they're officiating these games and blowing penalties for kickers being touched, like they just they they're confused. Mm. Why are we making these changes? Mm. And I, and I don't know. Actually, I don't know if we've had a clear explanation as to why these changes have uh, have been made. Maybe maybe they are because of what you're talking about, be Does the NRL not want our game to be played aggressively anymore?
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: Do, does it? Do they not? Do they not want? Like, I get it. yeah. You know, things, small things have been mentioned about protecting players and it's about player safety and, you know, defenders have to have a, a level of um, – what, 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 what have they been saying? They, have, they have Duty to, of care. Uh, yeah, they have to show a level of duty of care towards opposition players. I, you know, that. I can't remember <laughs> ever walking on the field thinking, you know, geez, I have to cradle people to the ground and make sure that, you know, I'm not making them uncomfortable or – <laughs> or in some some cases they may get injured. I knew that myself as a player. You knew that yourself as a player. When you walked on the field, you might get hurt. Yeah. As long as it's not through, like illegal um, types of play, mm. then you know, because you knew you had an official to look after that. You knew you, there was there was things that happened post match with you know match review committees and and whatnot. But, you know, like, please, like, some of these things that we're now penalising and we're ruining – I'll tell you what can happen. Like, we are coming up to a huge weekend of footy magic round, okay? Mm -hmm. You and I are both going to be up there. Saturday is a sellout. There's going to be huge crowds. There's going to be, you know, a massive amount of people, over 100,000 people going through the gates across the three days. We don't want to see a weekend of unbelievable football ruined by just mass penalties.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. I totally – in a – the thing that's frustrating as well, and maybe they did get wind of it, but to my understanding, what I don't understand about these big uh, crackdowns on certain things, mm. are the NRL going to clubs in before the preseason starts and saying, just so you know, we've got all this data saying that our kickers are getting jammed after and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Just so you know, if you touch them, blah, 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 you need to change your technique in this, this, and this. Yep. even like a couple of years ago, or I might even a year ago at Magic Round when the head high thing came in, yep. the players had no time to prepare for that, no time to try to change their technique. And so mm. I feel like e- even if you go, all right, NRL, we totally agree with your direction. We go, yep, we totally agree with it. At least give the, at the start of each year, give the clubs a clear criteria as to what they need to change so that they can prepare the season the best they can to fit the rules that are being adjudicated. Yeah, well, I think we, we,
2: I think well, CEO, the NRL CEO Andrew Abdo, he was on TV um, across the weekend. I think Billy Slater asked a question, and we'll see, we'll hear what his response is right now.
1: The match officials are getting a little bit jumpy because of all this talk about player safety. Are, are we losing sight of the fabric of our game?
3: That's a great question, and I, I have a strong answer for that. And that is, I don't think the match officials are getting jumpy. They're having to adjudicate real time. So the the referee on the field is having to adjudicate real time in a in a game that's becoming faster and faster. And that's why we have the bunker official. And that's why we have the match review that happens with the ability to analyze from multiple angles after the game. You're never gonna get it perfect. There are humans involved in this. But in terms of the, the balance of getting player safety right, I don't think the game is being jumpy. I think from time to time, you're gonna make decisions real time that you might not get right. But the important thing is that you iterate and you learn. This is not about over skewing player safety. It's an entertaining contact sport. It'll always be that. But, you know, the talk of us getting soft, I think it's ridiculous. If you go and watch a rugby league game live or on television, there's nothing soft about our game. But what we do have to do is be doing everything possible. Don't look at it through a player lens or a fan lens only. Look at it on balance and say, what is the professional standard we want for our sport going forwards.
1: There he is, Abdo. Mm. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts about that, but I'll... Smitty, yep. let me let me know your thoughts, mate.
2: Yeah, well, I guess, you know, Andrew Abdo, he's... Um that, that, yeah, that's fine. That's his opinion as CEO. And I'm sure that they've looked into a lot of incidents throughout the, the season and last season, of course, and they've got their own data. But, you know, he, he spoke about, you know, the game is getting faster. I'll talk about that first. The game is getting faster because the, the NRL um, and the commission have changed rules. The players haven't done it. The coaches haven't done it. The fans haven't done it. The NRL have introduced new rules, which they wanted the game faster. So don't look anywhere else. Don't look at the players and the coaches for increasing the speed of the game and now you know, making, making it harder for officials to, to come up with another comment that he made and quoted making um, decisions real time. That's the NRL. That is, that is a direct result of the NRL changing rules like the set restarts, um, like bringing play the balls into, the, into you know, certain parts of the field when the ball goes into touch rather than scrums. Of course the game's faster but that's what they wanted mm. they made they made a clear decision to change the rules which sped up the game now that's not the player's fault mm. it's not the coach's fault and certainly not the fans' fault um, for for that happening and yeah he spoke about you know the officials having to make um, make decisions real time when have they not had to make the decisions real time
1: mm.
2: they've done that as I said in the existence of our game. Mm. I don't think it takes away the fact that I, I, I certainly believe that we are getting very jumpy and, 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 and it's most certainly around, um, you know, players being injured. It's like they're trying to change our game and and have certain rules in play to to stop injuries, mm. to minimise injuries, which in a sport like ours – and for the things that make it so great, I don't know how you can happen, how that can happen. I think fans understand that injuries are a part of our game. I think coaches understand that injuries are a part of our game. And most importantly, players know that injuries are a part of our game. As long as it's not due to foul play or illegal play, I think, everyone, I think everyone involved in our game from a fan point of view, coaching, players, whoever it is, I think there's, there's a sufficient level of understanding that injuries will happen in our sport. Mm.
1: Yeah, I agree, mate. As we said, like, it's this optics thing. There's a couple things, and look, Abdo's job would be that hard, seriously, like trying to keep yeah, so of many it is. parties. Of course you know, it is. That's a given. But there's a couple of things that I I felt that he, I guess, conflated a bit. You know, this idea that, oh, people that say the game's gone soft, I don't think any reasonable people think the game's gone soft. No one reasonable thinks that. What we do think, though, is that when a kicker gets tackled or touched and then there's a penalty, that is soft. When we've got players laying down because they know the environment was created for them to lay down, that is soft. So I think there's a world of difference between, oh, the game's gone soft. No way. The game's harder than ever. Yeah. But there are parts of our game that are becoming soft. Parts. Keyword is parts, yep. because an environment is being created that promotes that softness.
2: That's right, and it's particularly around those decision making around penalties and sin binning. Mm. I think that's what you—that's what the point you're making.
1: Yeah, and it's like with the in regards to like this real time. Oh, they've got to make decisions in real time. I think it's actually if you went back and looked at it, it's a lot of the bunker calls that I disagree with. So it's like. Well, yeah, it's not where we're being, going back, yeah, two
2: or three tackles. Yeah, well, it's, previous.
1: A, it's a bunker call. So <laughs> it's like, this isn't real time. You've got a video and you're watching a replay over yeah. and over. So, look, I get it. You know, Abdo would have a, a tough job because, uh, look, I don't know that this is the NRL's position. I, I don't know that this is exactly what they think. But I think from their perspective, the more people that get involved in our game, the better. Now, what? how, how do you do that? You take away a bit of the brutality of it. You take away the look that it is... Um, inaccessible to everyone, yep. and that's better for companies to come on board, for sponsors to come on board. But I would just point to the MMA, and it's the fastest growing sport in the world. MMA have basically said we'll do what we can to keep fighters safe, but at the end of the day, this is a violent sport. If you yep. want to be a part of it, this is this is a gladi- gladiator gladiatorial. Anyway, it's a gladiator sport.
2: Gladiatorial.
1: Gladiatorial sport, <laughs> and I I think there needs to become a point where the NRL goes, draws a line in the sand, and goes. We will do everything we can within our power for player safety, but yeah. we are a sport for gladiators.
2: Well, exactly right, mate. And you know, you listen to some of the, the, the smartest people and the greatest rugby league minds, people that have got a lot of years of experience in different levels in our game, talk about, um, our sport and, and you know, the fabric of it, what's made it so great and that it's not a sport for everyone. Uh, is that what we're trying to do right now are we trying to be a game that every single person can play mm. because unfortunately that's that's not our that's not our sport mm. there's a certain type of person whether it be you know male or female that have you know the the right mentality and and the right um, approach physically to play our sport and that can last in our sport. Mm for a long time. It, it is not for everyone, unfortunately. And I think that's for the, for the most part, for the most part, as I said, you know, a lot of people that I talk to that follow rugby league and are involved in rugby league, they have an understanding of our sport and the physicality of it and that there are injuries involved.
1: Mm.
2: We just, everyone's happy to see foul play eradicated from our game. Although it's, it's, you know, you're never going to be able to do that. Um, but as long as you control that aspect of the game and don't go looking at for every little knock here and bump there and touch there and penalise that because that just – I agree I, I agree with the question that that Billy asked. And I don't know if that's his view. I haven't spoken to him about it. But I believe if we keep going down the line, the fabric of our game will be changed.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I look, I think, for example, I think the the fabric of the rugby union game has changed substantially over the last, mm. you know, 10 to 15 years. Uh, look, is that the only reason why they're struggling in Australia? No, but I do think the fact that you know people are getting sent 10 in the bin in Union for like if you hit above their nipple sometimes. Mm. <laughs> it's like, wow. Anyway, we have to head to a break. Uh, as we said, the NRL have a tough, tough job. We understand that. It, we know it's not easy, but I do think there are parts where we could be just a little bit more confident in our game, confident mm. in the fabric of our game. Absolutely. We'll head to the break and we'll get back for our holy schnitz moments.
3: Holy schnitz! Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels.
1: Welcome back to the Captain's Run. It's time now for everyone's favourite schnitzel of the week, where we yell <laughs> "Holy schnitz!" <laughs> I swear, some people must be haunted by us yelling "Holy schnitz!" in their sleep. <laughs> it's, it's a sleep paralysed demon. It's just oh. me yelling "Holy schnitz!" in the corner, Smitty. What was your holy schnitz moment of the week, mate? Uh, My holy
2: schnitz moment, right, was on the weekend. It was um, Saturday evening. So you could probably pick where I'm heading with this one. Um, Just flicking, you know, through a few stations, watching a bit of footy here, watching a bit of footy there. And all of a sudden, the West Tigers have managed to win their first game of the season and against the reigning premiers. The Penrith Panthers. Wow! In a in a, a monsoon of rain, mm. um, out at, at Bathurst, uh, yeah, that and I just went holy schnitz.
1: Oh yeah, seriously, what a like, win! proper, proper holy schnitz.
2: I holy- oh, just great for the club, mate. Yeah. Great for the club. Great for the fans. <laughs> Fantastic for the players. Um, to get just to get that monkey off the back, and and what a team to do it against as well. No, like you could see the elation on on the players after when that full time siren went. They just knocked off the reigning premiers, the team that have, has been the benchmark for a long, long time. Um, and to get a win the way they
1: did was just so good, mm, mates. It just when it wins like that. I know it sounds a little bit silly because they haven't won a game for the season, but wins like that are really why you watch rugby league. The massive underdog against the reigning premiers, like it's almost. It's too good to be true that that could happen. Any other team they could have beaten all year, but they decide yep. to turn up and beat the reigning premiers that are almost untouchable uh, yes. over the past few years. Mate, my nomination was, and this is from me great mate uh, Fogarty down at the Raiders. It's a positive and a negative. First I oh, yelled, okay. holy schnitz, when they there's a minute to go. They got field position down at the Dolphins end. Yeah. And they're just spinning it left to right. And I'm yelling, yeah. holy schnitz, just take the field goal, Brad. Just take the field goal. <laughs> what were they doing? What's Adam doing? <laughs> um, and then I yelled, holy schnitz again, because uh, not Adam, <laughs> Fogarty then turns around. <laughs> he kicks the field goal to win the match. It's his first ever field goal <laughs> to win the match, and I love that for Fogarty. Give him some confidence. He's slowly building... Uh, I guess his connections to the players around him at the Raiders. So two holy schnitz in one game for me. First was a bit of a lie. holy schnitz, just take the field, God, Second yep. was, I'm so happy for you, mate, because that was a really, really important win for the club. We saw Whiten at the end of the game and Ricky Stewart in tears. That's how much it meant to them. And Fogarty was the reason for such an emotional win for the club. So I'm stoked for him.
2: Big weekend for the Raiders. Obviously, a lot of news around that. But, uh, yeah, great to see Jamal knock
1: that one over and get a really close victory in the end. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz, handcrafted. His schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. We'll see you after the break. Head in the Chemist Warehouse for great savings. NRL expansion. There's a bit of chat there about a second team in Victoria. Look, mm. I just wanted to quickly throw it out there. I don't think this is serious. I don't think a second team in Victoria would be a good idea. I think it might just be a bit of a tossed out idea. What do you think, quickly, Smithy?
2: Yeah, no, I reckon it's just been thrown out there just to get a get a gauge on the response. Look, if we're going to expand, it's not going to be down in Victoria. Look, the, the Melbourne Storm—they're celebrating their 25th uh, anniversary this year, Campy, and they're still they're still making ground down in Victoria as as a as a premier. Um, a sporting organization. I know they've had wonderful results over a long period of time, but you know they've just started to gain that traction in a state that that doesn't really recognize rugby league um, on on all different levels. They're starting to build the junior system up around um, the city and, and, of course, around the state. Um, so I think at the moment, Victoria, of course, it, it wouldn't be the right place to add another team as another we don't want to add a competitor to the Melbourne Storm in the same state. They're already competing against a whole heap of AFL sides, um, which which they all have a um, respectful uh, connection with, with each other. Um, but, you know, I think elsewhere is where we'll be looking for a, a new side in the future.
1: Mate, if the Melbourne Storm can be as dominant as you guys have been for 20 years and we're still only slowly making ways in – Victoria. That's right. What do you think a new club that can't even make the eights going to do?
2: Yeah, well, that, that's right, mate. Like, we did, we need new players, of course, and we're, we're bringing in a new – if you bring in a new team down there, then where what, are you going to take fans from the Melbourne Storm to the new team? Yeah. Like, w- like where are we going to find that sort of fan base from? I, I, yeah, look, I, I think it's I think it's just been tossed out there to gauge some sort of um, response from it. But if we're, if we're going elsewhere, I think another team in Queensland or – Possibly Perth, Adelaide.
1: Now, strugglers, the Knights. And Pong Ponga, concern. In 43 12 loss to Eels, the Knights missed 61 tackles. Mm. Ponger also struggled, making 13 tackles, missing 8, and having two ineffective tackles. Do you think moving Ponga to 5 8 has been good or bad for the Knights? Oh, well,
2: it certainly hasn't been um, as successful as I guess they they pictured it to be this season. Um, in 23 i think he's played he's only played like four games kempi so i know that's a little bit out of the rest of the team and the coach's control with um you know the the concussion issues that he's had he's played very little football really over the last you know nearly nearly year like 10 to 12 months i think he i think he's played only a handful of matches um of course last year wasn't wasn't long after the final origin game that um, he played his last match for the, for this season. He sat out for the rest of the year. Didn't go on tour with with the Kangaroos. Um, had an early concussion this year, and then he sat out for a long, long time. So, in a way, like I feel, I feel for Kalen Ponga also because you know he's just working his way back into um, the competition and back into the team as well. He, he's he'd be certainly be very rusty, although he's one of the most you know, complete players in, in, in the competition as far as his skill base and his understanding of the game, you know, anyone that spends that that length of time away from the sport, it's going to take time to get back into and, and take time to be back to your best as well. So, look, you know, he, he wasn't a lone ranger out there. As you said, you know, the Knights missed 61 tackles. That's just, that's almost unheard of. It's a, it's a very uncommon thing. Um, in in this competition you know there's been sort of regular occurrences of sort of mid 30s to 40s but to, to, to miss 61 um it it's that's that's a that's a day that they'll they'll want to forget do I feel that he's a six look he, he certainly has the attributes to do that he's he's got great speed he's got nice hands he can kick the footy. um but I, I think he's he's a one mm. that, that's just my opinion you know like I, for me, he's an out-and-out fullback um, in in the NRL.
1: Mate, outside of Latrell and Tommy, in regards to battling Tedesco uh, for like the best fullback in the game, well, mm. really, it's only been Ponga that's had the opportunity to do it. But Ponga's the only player that's come close to outplaying Tedesco in Origin.
2: Yeah, in the big games. In yep. the big
1: in the big games. Now, obviously, as I said, Latrell and Tommy, if they had their opportunity, I'm sure they could do it as well. But when you, when you say that, you go, that's the level this kid can be on at fullback. And that's why I just am quite surprised that we didn't give Ponga enough time. And maybe he's the one that wanted to move to six. So, you know, it's his career. He can do whatever he likes. He is super talented. And I agree with you. He has the attributes to do it. But I just thought, give him at least another two to three years to dominate that full posi- fullback position, you know, yeah. as the best or one of the best. Because a lot of people try to compare it to Darren Lockyer, but they forget... Yeah. Darren Lockyer had already won multiple premierships as a yes. fullback before he yep. became six.
2: Yes, and I think he was um, he was voted the world's best player at fullback as well mm. in that time, Kempy. Before he made that transition to to number six, and I think he he made way, of course, because there were younger players coming through. I think Lockie was sort of he was coming towards you know in the well, it was com- he was getting into the. The, the latest stages of his career as well. So he slowed down a little bit. And then, of course, you have someone turn up at the club like like uh, Carmichael Hunt that ended up playing one um, for the Broncos for a long time when when Lockie transitioned to six. Um, maybe that was part of the move mm. uh, for Kalen to go to six with Lockie Miller um, joining the Newcastle Knights last year and trying to fit them both in the side and thinking that was the best thing for, for the team. Um, but... You know look it's hard it's hard to make a, a like a a reasonable judgment on it all until we see him play a bit more time I believe mm. he hasn't had a real opportunity to to, to settle into this sixth position um, playing 58 at, at the footy club now I know they were they were well off the mark on the weekend but before last weekend, like we'd we'd spoken about the Newcastle Knights over the past you know three or four weeks, Kempy and we, we were both really impressed with the way that they'd been playing their footy. They were playing tough. They were playing gritty. They, they had an attitude towards their footy which you know they were they were beginning to become hard to beat or they were challenging you know a lot of the sides that they were playing. But last week it just, they just weren't there for you know whatever reason. You know, we're not part of their club, so we don't know what's going on there. But how much time do you give it? That's the only thing because you've only got a certain amount of time time per season to get things right um, and to get a game plan and and a team together that that makes everyone as close to their best as possible, mm. which gives your team the best poss- possible chance of winning every week.
1: I will say in defence of the move to six, and it's just echoing your you know your point. Mm. You know, Darren Lockyer took at least a season to get. Good, not get good, but get comfortable in a six role. He got smashed by the media about his yeah. defence for yeah. at least a season. Yep. Um, well, mate.
2: Well, mate, It's you think about it, right? Like you think about when when you're when a young guy starts out as a fullback and he and he plays that position for let's just say six to eight years, um, maybe even a decade, like like Lockie did, and then all of a sudden you make a, a move where you're playing in the front line. Defending in the front line is such a big change to what you've done, you know, those previous seasons that you've played as a fullback. Mm. Where, yeah, sure, like you, you got to make tackles at fullback. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But most times you're thinking when fullbacks make tackles, they're cover tackles. So, you, you know, you're sort of tackling people from the side. Um, most times on the trial line, you've got plenty of other players around you to help you. Um, not, not saying that, you know, they can't tackle or they're not, they're not brave enough. You know, I'm certainly not saying that, but it's a whole different technique and a different mindset when you put in the front line where you have to, number one, make decisions because you're defending multiple, uh, ball carriers at the same time. Um, and also when you've got, you know, playing in the halves, you've, you've got back rowers weighing, you know, 105, 110 kilos running straight at you. Mm. And you've got to make a decision, you know, at last minute when they when they particularly when they receive a short ball from their half at the line, you've got to get your body in a good position to tackle them. Mm. Um and, and really in, in Kalen's defense, um, you know, on, on the weekend it, it it looked like it looked like a player that was a little bit out of touch with the game. Mm. That that's all it was. Mm. As in as in, he hasn't spent a lot of time on the park. Um, and he was just – he his timing was all off. You could, you could see that. His timing with his defense, you know, trying to take his body to the tackle, it was just all out of whack. Mm. So I'd like to see him on the park. You know, we'd all love to see him on the park. There's no doubt about that. I think just in general we want to see him playing. But to give him a little bit more time to settle into that position because we've seen him play in the middle for Queensland. Yeah. Like well, remember when he – I think it was his first game, wasn't it, for Killed Queensland? It. Like He came on and played in the middle. Yeah. And he was whacking blokes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. so it's not like he
2: can't tackle. So yeah. um, just give him time at that sixth position. I think, mate.
1: I I think also you know we often talk about attacking instinct. Oh, he's just so instinctual on the ball. He just can feel it. He can. He knows when a player's hips has turned out, where their eyes mm-hmm. are. I don't think mm-hmm. defensive te- uh, defensive instinct gets talked about enough. That no, that's right. Instinct of knowing, as you said, when to put your body in front, when not to, when to rely on your inside, your outside. You'd know plenty about it, Smithy.
2: Yeah, no, that, mate. There's a whole there's a whole work of, of things that you need to put time into with with your preparation and particularly your training. You got to spend time in that front defensive line to understand with your decision making, your technique, where to position yourself body wise. Where where you, know, you can almost manipulate ball carriers at time where you want them to run into. Mm. So that's a whole different set of skill that you need to learn, and and really, it takes time to develop those skills and really make them become automatic. So that's what he needs to do. Just spend some time there.
1: We are going to head to a break. After the break, we share our rising stars in the NRL, thanks to Bailey Ladders. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. It's time to see which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder, Workside trusted for over 60 years. Smitty?
2: Yes, mate. Uh, First nomination for our young player climbing the ladder, Cleese Haas from the Titans. Wow. Uh, against the Seagulls, he's, uh, he had one try, ran for 50 meters, um, made 10 and made 10 tackles. Well, he only spent 30 minutes on the field. He's only 21. Cleese Haas. He's going, he's going places that young young man. I've seen him play live. Mm. Really, really impressive. Brother of Uh, the Yes. Yep. Yep. Younger brother. Um, not... Not quite as big right now, but he is a growing boy. I'm, he'll he'll be pretty impressive. If he keeps at it, keeps working hard. Genuine big um, shoes to fill.
1: Yeah, genuinely.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, second nomination, Fanua Bolle from the Tigers against the Panthers. The 20-year-old had uh, – he ran for 115 metres, 50 post-contact metres, and made 30 tackles as well. Um, what a night out for the young man, especially to experience that win against the Penny Panthers. And our last nomination goes to Max Fenai from the Dragons. Um, of course, playing the Bulldogs, um, he's only 21. He had one try, one line break. He ran for 100 metres and had six tackle breaks. So one of the more stronger performers um, for the Dragons on the weekend. Kempi,
1: can I go a bit rogue and add my own
2: one? Go rogue, mate. I'm I love giving, when you go rogue.
1: I'm giving four points, so I'm yes. adding a whole new segment. Yep. Four points. Buller from the Tigers. I thought oh, he was yes. outstanding. back Second game in NRL. I mean, and they get the dub. So he's 50% win rate right now. Well done. So I thought Buller was outstanding from the Tigers. Uh, the good thing about Fainai is I don't think we've even seen close to his best Fainai from the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a twin brother, actually. Uh, I think they'll both be playing on the weekend. Really? So Dragons must love their twins, the Morris wow. brothers. the
2: Morris boys, yes. Yes,
1: the Fainai brothers. Um yeah, so okay. I, I actually, if you watch the Dragons closely and you just see how explosive Faneye can be, he's got incredible footwork. He's obviously going to grow into his body. I think he made all the Australian schoolboys growing up. Got a lot of talent. And he's one of those players where, look, obviously I don't want him to leave the Dragons, Dragons fans, so, you know, don't, don't come at me. Don't come at me. Yes. <laughs> but I would, in a world where he wasn't at the Dragons and he was in a club that was going okay, I would love to see... The, because he's the kind of winger that needs a team going forward for him to really excel. Yes. Um, you know, for example, a Manu Vadovai in any team would impact games, whereas yes. a lot of wingers need their teams and their forward packs to be going forward for them to be able to really show their talents, and Fina, I think, is one of those guys.
2: Uh, his brother Matthew playing playing together on the weekend. How good.
1: Mate, how Max good? and Matthew. I mean, what about being a twin growing up, just getting so- – Mashed with bad twin jokes, like it must be. <laughs> it must be a nightmare. They must go to therapy or something. I wonder if we uh, if we got some
2: if we got twins listening. Text in, guys, um, boy or girl. Text in. Let us know your your worst twin joke. Uh, something outside of footy, Kempi. That'd be hilarious. That
1: would actually be hilarious. We have got some text here. Smithers and Kempy. I don't like Joey Manu at 5'8". I feel that at centres he gets more one on one in attacks. Um, yep. That's a big call, Tommy. Yep. He's he's a bit worried over there, Tommy. As we said earlier, the Cowboys there look they're about to kickstart their whole season, and do a premiership run against the Roosters. That's what the whispers are.
2: Mate, what what's what's happening, Roosters? Now is so, Drew Hutchinson. He's he's been named in the centres. Yeah, right. Is Sammy Walker going to get a start back? You reckon? When well,
1: or when? Well, it's it is a bit of a bizarre one because if you put if you drop Walker and you put Manu at six. Yep. And then you bring Walker back in, it's kind of like, well, what was the point of dropping Walker? You know, you just it's just two extra games or three extra games that he hasn't gotten with Kiri. Yeah. So it, I think it's going to be actually quite a while before not quite a while as in like years, but I think we yeah. actually may see 4 to 6 weeks because you need to give Manu at least an opportunity to build a combination with Kiri. Okay.
2: Oh, so you're so okay, so you're thinking it's not leaving him out for a couple, just say, mate, go back to Reggie's, refine your game, come back in. You reckon it's actually mm, wasn't working, you and Kiri. I'm going to put Manu in there, see how that goes. And if we're winning, it's, it's going to stay.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because if you watch wow. the Roosters' footy, I mean, as you have been, yep. they've been really struggling to find a, a game plan like, a, yeah. and stick to it. So I actually yeah. think it's uh, testing a new thing. Uh, we're going to head to a break. Bailey Ladders, workside, trusted for 60 years, bringing safety and efficiency. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Smitty, we've got some texts here, even from a, a parent of a of a twin.
2: Yeah. Uh, Richard, who's a Storm member, he said, Hi, Cam and Kempy. I have twin girls, and it was the girls that played tricks on their teachers when at school. There you go. Mm. So they would have been saying, no, no, Sarah, and they go, I'm not Sarah. Yeah. I'm Jessica.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, not, not that that's – I'm just making those names up, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that the, mate, the, you could – I reckon you could cause – a few more dramas being the twins Oh. rather mate. than the other way around. We've got another Cop, – copping, copping a bit of
1: grief. Mate, we've got another text here. Lads, being the dad of twins, the worst joke around is gee whiz double trouble, eh? <laughs> 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 oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Imagine hearing that a thousand times a day. Uh, it would be really I mean, you know, entertaining. Uh, I mean, hey, guys. I'll
2: just, just be playing uh, – that's what i be. – I'll be playing jokes on my parents.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, the twins played last week uh hey guys do you think little should have been dropped over m i personally would have kept little on the side um yeah. but no, we spoke about that we spoke yeah, about yeah. that already after the news round 10 preview welcome back to the captain's run with cameron smith we are here for Chemist warehouse in heading to Chemist warehouse for great savings every day and spit water spit water high pressure cleaners tools not toys tough and ready and don't forget, guys, I will be at the Caxton Hotel 1 p.m. Saturday. Myself, Guru, Timmy, Matty the Waterboy, come have a be with us. Come say hi. Uh, it is going to be a great time. But, Smithy, we've got the Bulldogs versus Raiders. Kiraz returns on the Sting for the injured Braided Burns. Max King also returns at prop. So does Franklin Pele. And Raiders, Savage, returned first time this year. Named uh, on the wing at the expense of Albert Hoppawati. How do you see this game playing out, mate? Uh, yeah this is um well it's going
2: to be a good matchup it's it's a um, 11v 13 um interesting to note that as we get into the the preview of the rounds there's if certain results um sort of go away of of certain teams outside of the eight there could be a huge change in this ladder across the weekend
1: mm.
2: like I think from first to 11th <clears throat> I think that could that could all change across the weekend wow like 11th could f- could possibly move into the top four mm. um, with some wins. That's how close it all is, which is great for our competition. It's great to see all the teams aiming up week on week. But the Bulldogs and Raiders, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a um, toss of the coin this one for me. Um, look, um, we we've, we've spoken about the the Raiders and the the way that they play their footy and the way that they approach it. Although the Bulldogs, they you know they, they surprised me a little bit across the weekend when they had that win against. The Dragons, um, Xavier Savage, mate, first game of the year. It'd be interesting to see how he comes up and and plays in the top grade. I I think Raiders, I, I think Raiders in this one. Um, I think they've they've really, um, sort of, I think they've made a point to now that they know Jack White is done and dusted. He's he's going. This is going to be his last season at the Footy Club. That uh, you know they they want to make a point of doing the very best they can. Um. Yeah, you know, to make this season enjoyable and as positive as it can be for him. You know, he's done a lot for the footy club, so I think the Raiders will will get this one against the Doggies.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, man, I'm torn on this one because yeah. the Dogs have shown such a fighting spirit that I wonder whether the Raiders only winning by one point against the Dolphins is kind of dra- like. I guess, are they fatigued? Are they going to be able to back up after that performance? I am actually might go the doggies. I don't. I just like, I like the style of flee they're playing. I like the confidence in which they're playing. Mm-hmm. They did go down to Cogra uh, sorry, they did go down to Wollongong and take the points off the Dragons. Yep. And the Raiders have just been so hit or miss. You know, they had that big lead at the start of the the game last week. Yes. Second half completely just, you know, faded away. Unfortunately. Mm. So I th- I think the doggies might get them. I really do. Really? Yeah, I think there might be a bit of an upset here. I look across oh. this back line, you know, yeah. I, I look across these squads as well. You've got yep. Burton at seven. You've got Fogarty at seven. You've got this young uh, Olawapu that was uh, solid on his debut. Um, you look into their forwards. I'd say Bulldogs probably have better nine. Uh, yep. Papali'i, uh, you know, obviously he's a legend of the Raiders. But Max King is young and he's aggressive and he's he's hopeful of, I guess, upsetting the, the cart. Then you've got Pangai Jr. versus Tarpiner. We know Pangai Jr. when he turns it on, he can be as good as anyone. You know, Waddell, Preston, Raymond Fatale, and Mora, I'd probably say the Raiders have them there. So I don't. I just, yeah. I like the style the Bulldogs are playing. And I'm, I think it may upset the Raiders bash them down style.
2: Yeah. And, and as, yeah, I think we both agree that it's a pretty even matchup, this one. Team on team, player yeah, for on sure. player. Um, when when they're so closely matched, though, I just I, I tend to side with the team with a better defensive record. Mm. That's only and 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 the Raiders are, are slightly better off defensively. I think they've conceded a few less points per game. So I think it'll be a close one, and I think that may just get them home mm. in um, in this weekend's clash.
1: I tell you what, the Raiders love a close clash, don't they? They almost oh. hate to just oh. blow teams away. It's bizarre I love looking over at the sideline Watching Sticky just Oh Pulling his hair out The big fella Poor fella Oh man It's uh, Just like If any If you could like somehow measure The riding the highs of lows No one would be as much as Ricky (laughs) Or maybe You know what Maybe bellyache Maybe bellyache (laughs) Yeah possibly Bellyache and Stuart. Stuart. Now Onto the Seagulls V the Broncos Mm. 8pm Suncourt Stadium Uh, Seagulls team news Travojevic out Kepi starts Tom Travojevic Cooler returns Garrick moves to the wing. Ben Trevojevic is back on the bench with Aaron Woods. Uh, Sipley is out with suspension. Broncos team news. Both Ezra Mam and Payne Haas return from suspension. What do you reckon, Smithy?
2: Well, with Mam and Payne Haas returning, I think they're a completely different footy side. Um, take two you know, highly involved, highly influential players out of any team, and they look very different, and they perform very different, particularly when they're playing against sides like they did last week um, against the Rabbitohs. I think this is this is the Broncos game to lose. I, I really do I don't I don't think that you know I'd, I'd be doubting them too much in this one. There's a bit going on in this game though it's not just the two teams taken out. there's obviously um, Anthony Seabold. he's returning to take on the Broncos, a team that mm-hmm. he coached and and a lot of things happened in that time that he was head coach of the Broncos of course, um, and it didn't end all that well. So he's returning there as the home team. The Seagulls are the home team at Suncorp Stadium this weekend. And I think they they, they do take the home sheds off the Broncos, which is uh, which is pretty funny in some ways. <laughs> um, but look, mate, I think, in all honesty, I think this is the Broncos' game. Um, if, if they were to lose this one, I think they really need to sit down and have a real good look at themselves. We, we spoke about Manly, started the show. They've got their own issues at the moment, And then you add to, you know, Jakey Draboyevich being out of this footy side. He is, you know, as much as Tom is the X factor, Jakey is the heart and soul of this footy side. He just gives his absolute best every week, makes a ton of tackles, a ton of hit-ups, plays a huge part in their attack as well, you know, giving, you know, Cherry Evans time with the football. Um... I don't know if they'll handle that all that well, him being out, because he's out very rarely. Mm. So it's a big change for him. And both Mam and and Haas, they return after having a week off through suspension. They're going to be fresh. I think they'll be looking to bounce back big time. Can be big Mm. time after their loss last week against the Rabbits.
1: Yeah, the Broncos. I'm going to sound like an absolute punish and broken record this year, but (laughs) if the Broncos complete at 85%, they win and win well. This is a team that can put points on anyone, literally anyone in the comp. Now, 80, if they completed 85% against the Panthers or the Rabbitohs, that's a different story. Then then it can yep. come down to, you know, better executed players. Rah, rah. But at the moment, Manly not necessarily playing incredibly well. They started the year well and then faded away a little bit. Then they had that big win against Melbourne. But, you know, not to take anything away from Manly's win. Melbourne mm. played really, really poorly in that game. Yep. and so this is a game for Broncos as I said earlier just tweak the attack 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 mindset just a little bit just a little yeah. bit you know choose when to do it instead of on if you got it on second play maybe hold the ball instead of kicking it mm-hmm. if you've got it on fourth or fifth play then maybe consider doing the big play yeah um
2: well well that was a story of the tape last week wasn't it mate hmm like I think – and Katoni Staggs was involved in a few of those plays where yeah. I think they made a line break down the side, down the left-hand side. The ball got spread. tackled too, I think, over to his edge. He made a half break and then was looking to set up his winger. He ended up putting uh, – end up kicking the football mm. and turning the ball over. And, um, you know, previous to that and after that, I think he tried a couple of passes in a lot of traffic and just turned the ball over cheaply to the Rabbitohs. So I agree with you, mate, with, with that – from that point of view with the Broncos, is just be happy to work through your sets and be boring at times. Because mm, mm. all you're doing is you just want to keep applying pressure to the opposition. You've got enough class and, and enough points in your footy team to, to score plenty at the back end.
1: And I look at Manly and I go, okay, uh, yes, you haven't been the best over the last few weeks, but remember what the Broncos did to you last year at Magic mm. Round. They absolutely yeah. towered them up. Yes. so if I'm seabold I'll be going boys we are not going to embarrass ourselves like this ever again getting beaten 50 to six or something like that yep. magic round the arguably the biggest round of the year when it comes to end season yep and so if I'm seabold I'm going boys let's forget about every let's forget about that ladder let's forget about the two points mm-hmm. and just let's talk about the embarrassment that they put on us last year are we going to allow that again
2: yeah and and mate for the like with the Broncos like it's it's a huge few weeks coming up for them, mm. okay? So we're heading into origin period as well, so they're going to have a, a handful of players out with that, but obviously take on Manly. In, like, it, it's, they're the away team, but they're playing in front of their home crowd, right? Then they take on Melbourne the following week, and then it's the Penrith Panthers. Oof. So this one is is huge in the context of, of the season. I, I'd be thinking, hey, boys, number one, Bounce back from last week. We need a much improved uh, performance. And secondly, hey, we're the top of the table at the moment. Do we want to stay there or do we want to drop down? Because as I said, the ladder at the moment, from from the Broncos all the way down to 11th spot in Canberra, there's four points, Kempy. There's four points difference. Yeah. So if they're to lose, and let's just say Canberra win, and a few, you know, results go. Canberra's Way and, and uh let's like Gold Coast Titans are saying they're on ten points like the Raiders. Like we could have a logjam up the top of of teams in and around fourteen and fourteen points and twelve points respectively, all sitting up in that sort of top eight range. Yeah. You you wanna you wanna continue on with the hard work that you've done early in the season with those first month to six weeks of matches where you've you've gone, you know, logged up a few wins, you've got some good points. You want to go out there and win these ones and, and make sure that you continue your, your your spot at the top of the table.
1: Yeah, it's a great point, Smithy, because if you go loss, 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 that's obviously a total of six points. Yeah. There's a world in three weeks' time where we're literally <laughs> outside the eight. Oh, no. And then you're going, oh, oh no, uh-oh. And, and, and you're right, it's Manly-Penrith. We're not talking about... Yeah, Melbourne. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Melbourne-Penrith. Yeah. Two of the hardest games for us literally in the competition. So it's almost... Yeah. It's almost like if you're the Broncos, boys, we are desperate to win this game to ensure that we're still here. And as as I said, Manly, it's all about, remember what happened last year, boys? There's an ambush here. Let's ambush them like they did to us last year. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got Warriors v Panthers preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. And don't forget, I'll be at the Caxon from 1 p.m. this Saturday. Me, Guru, Maddie, Timmy, come down, say hi. And I'm sure you'll see the great Smithers, aka Smizzle, as was some one of our texters <laughs> called him. They called D Mizzle and Smizzle, hey? Yeah. That's a new nickname now to the younger generation. S- S- Smizzle. S- D
2: Sizzle and Smizzle. There you go. <laughs>
1: um, there you go, D Sizzle. <laughs> D Sizzle. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Warriors v the Panthers. Saturday, 3 p.m. at Suncorp Stadium, obviously. Charles Nickel Tohu Harris, both returned. Curran moves back to the bench. James Fisher-Hash returns from a knee injury. Spencer Linu listed among the reserves. as he missed last week with a calf injury? Smizzle, what do we think?
2: Ah, mate, big, big ins for both sides. uh, Tohu Harris, great to see him back. I think after that Anzac game, he was a little bit of concern about how long he was going to stay out with a bit of a medial issue. I think he's been actually just dealing with it for the most part of the year, so... He's back, makes a huge difference to this footy side. Charles Nickel Clogstad, the same thing at fullback. Um Fisher Harris though, like seriously. I, I watching the Panthers play, you can tell that they've had a couple of you know, more senior players not there and you've seen the effects of those players not, not being there at crucial stages of the game. Mm. Now I understand, you know, they've still got wonderful players involved, particularly, you know, Cleary and Isaiah, you know, all these type of guys, but um Jerome Luai also. But when when you take out these soldiers, okay, these workers, it just makes it that much harder for your key position players to get their job done, because you're replacing with guys, you know, maybe not at the same standard or not not at the same experience, and they just don't offer the same as what those great players do, like James Fisher-Harris. So, really keen to see what's what type of Panthers team we see this week with a, a guy back of his caliber. Um, in the from the Warriors' point of view, the, probably the team of the competition that has impressed me the most, I reckon, from where they have been in the last couple to now, um, you know, if they don't cop a couple of injuries, and a and a, a player in the sin bin in that Anzac game against Melbourne, I, I think they go on and win that game. Mm. I, I really do, and and the way that they started with a couple of early tries they just they looked in sync they they look silky with the football defensively you know they, they look quite sound always very aggressive um, but yeah i think when they lose lose a couple of players like most teams you know they just struggled a bit and they were shut out last week no points look i'm, I'm going to back penrith i'm going to back penrith they they it's hard to knock a champion team um, they would have been very disappointed with the loss last week um in bathurst and I think we'll see him bounce back. They're playing at a, at a ground where they're comfortable playing at, and they enjoy playing in front of the big crowds as well. They're a team of uh, entertainers, as we know. I think the Panthers are too strong for Warriors.
1: Yeah, I, I I look at the Panthers and what I want to see at this game because they go up against the Knights had one of the worst games we've seen them play in a very long time, and that's no disrespect to the Knights. The Knights made them play that way. It's not just they. There was only you know takes two to dance, two to tango. But then they rock up against the Tigers. They get done. And what I want to see from the Panthers is is they often say after you've won a premiership, you lose that edge. You know, there's almost a bit of contentment. Now, I'm not saying the Panthers are there yet at all. I'm not saying that they're just sitting back on their haunches going, we're back-to-back premiers or whatever. But what I have yet to see this year is that real mongrel of almost how dare you beat us. You're a lower team than us. We got beaten by a team that hadn't won all year. And I just haven't seen that aggressive mongrel edge yet from the Panthers this year. And so regardless of score, I want to see the Panthers with a bit of anger, a bit of like, I guess, fight against the opposing team as if to Mm -hmm. punish them for their loss last week. I just haven't seen that yet this year. Even when they lost to the Broncos, they didn't come out the next week and you know they lost to St. Helens, then they lost to the Broncos. And although they are still defensively one of the best teams in the comps, still I think they're still in the top four or definitely at the top eight. And as we know, the top four and top eight are very, very close. I just want to see anger from the Panthers and almost as if how dare you disrespect the back-to-back premiers.
2: Well, look, they're a very different side this year. There's no doubt about that. And a couple of reasons for mine, okay? So, well, probably three reasons. They've suffered more injuries this year than what they have in previous couple. I think they, it's something that they haven't had to deal with over the last couple of years. They've been very fortunate and lucky to have maintained quite a healthy squad um, over those years, where they were very strong through twenty, twenty-one, and twenty-two. You know, the, the latter two seasons they took out the premiership. Um, you know, it takes a bit of luck to to win it, and they certainly had that as far as you know the health of their their team and suspensions as well. This year, you know, as I, I mentioned before, you know Fisher Harris, he spent some time out of the team, Liam Martin. He's st- still not back, but they've also um, lost Corosau and Viliami Kikau. Now, two players that are, were vitally important to their, their their double premiership that they won, their back-to-back premierships, with the game plan that they had and the style of footy that they played. Now, I, I still feel as though they're coming to terms with the loss of those two players. Not that they didn't know it was coming because you know, they 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 chose not to re-sign them or they knew the players were going elsewhere, mm. but particularly Appy. I think the style of footy that he played from the play the ball, it just it built so much momentum for this footy side and in particular built momentum for Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai to do their thing.
3: Mm.
2: Now, there's times where they are going forward and they're getting quick play the balls, but not that not as consistently as they were with Appy Coruscant. Now, that's not a knock on you know, the dummy halves that are playing there right now. You know, it's just that they don't have the experience or they don't they don't play the same style as foot, of footy as, as Appy Coruscant does. So that, that's been a big thing for me as well. The last one, Kempe, is and you mentioned that sort of that premiership hangover. Well, we've seen them produce quality seasons for three years in a row. All right? So maybe the hangover is not quite the right way to, to put it. But you got to understand, when you are the benchmark of the competition, it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't matter who you play, where they sit on the ladder, the form that they've been in the previous couple of weeks. They come knowing that they are taking on the best team in the comp. Mm. So you have to be up every single week to make sure or to ensure that yeah you know, your team's at your best you as an individual are at your best because you know that the team that you're playing they're going to push you mm. and if you and if you don't then they'll be there to to take the game when it's there on offer to win and and in a way that that takes its toll on you physically and mentally being up every week against every opposition and it becomes a little bit frustrating in some ways too, because when you when you look at teams that are get up for you, you're like, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> they got beat by forty last week. <laughs> now they're aiming up against us. What yeah. like what's going on here?" But that's just that's just the nature of 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 the sport where teams know that they have to be up when they play the Penny Panthers. Mm. So that that in a way, um, or in a lot of ways, sorry mate, it can can be fatiguing physically and mentally for them.
1: Now we're going to head to a break, and after the break, we're going to get to Sharks v Dolphins, plus the rest of the games. Welcome back to the captain's run. Time now for Sharks v Dolphins. Royce Hunt starts Braden, uh, for Braden hamion Uele. Dale Fanukan returns from suspension at 13. Cam McInnes moves to the bench, which I find interesting. I don't mind Cam McInnes starting at the bench and uh, maybe Fanuken at the front, but we'll get your thoughts, Smithy. Stone and Jennings are out of the side. Tessie New, Anthony Milford, and Mason Teague are coming into the 17. How do you see this one playing out, mate? Well,
2: that that, that uh, positional change that you've mentioned about Finucane and Ken McInnes, that, that may change before kickoff. He, he might opt to start McInnes um, on the field to get the, the match underway and Finucane off the bench. But, you know, knowing Dale, he would have done everything he can while he's been suspended to have himself in tip-top shape and fit and ready to go. Um, I don't mind the move as well, mate, with McInnes off the bench. He, he adds a bit of leg speed when he comes on and – He's got, um, he's got, he's got a bit about. He made a bit of energy coming off the bench. and He can really, you know, put the middle forwards for the Dolphins under a, a fair bit of heat um, when the stings come out of the game a little bit. For the Dolphins, um, mate, they they just they just keep turning up. Shit. Now I know they haven't, <laughs> I know they haven't won all of their matches, but the ones that they have lost, um, barring the one against St George Illawarra they have pushed the opposition team to the wire, Mm. to the wire. Whether it's, you know, the opposition team coming from um, a deficit on the scoreboard to come over and beat them late, or whether it's uh, the Dolphins having a surge late to push a team into, say, maybe golden point like they did on the weekend. Um, It's so hard to knock them given the way they play every week and so consistently. Um, but with the way the Sharks are running pretty hot at the moment, they didn't have a whole lot of resistance last week against the Cowboys. But um, but I'm, I'm going to go Sharkies right now, sitting second. Talking about opportunities, right? We we're talking about the Broncos earlier about you know taking your opportunities and looking at at what's coming and and, and whatnot. Sharkies have an opportunity to to go top of the ladder. Oh, yeah, if they if they win this one. Now they had a bit of a up and down start to the year. A lot of people were saying no they'll they'll be top four again and, and possibly push for a grand final spot, maybe a premiership. Then the doubters come in. There was a few people knocking them, going, Oh no, nah, what's happened to the what's happened to them? And and even we spoke about the change um, in their defensive attitude in mm-hmm. a couple of those losses earlier in the year, but they still find themselves way up high on the ladder. if they And if they were able to win this one, they, they give themselves a chance of, as I said, finishing this round in the number one spot.
1: It's uh, ever since, you know, as a player, I didn't really, you know, because I obviously never was a senior player or never in a key position or whatever. It's ever since I got into like the media side of things, I've started to really appreciate how important early wins in the season are. Early wins, mate. And how, how you can look at a, okay, you could look at the ladder right now, and you could go, you think a team is going absolutely terribly, like, oh, my team is terrible this year. Like, yep. for example, I'm sure there are there are Raiders fans that go, mate, our team this year, just nowhere near where they need to be, they're yeah. still on 10 points, which is equal yeah. to, the, to the Panthers. And yes. so when you look at it from that perspective, I mean, you look at the Knights, the Knights even, they're on seven points. So, like, yep. they're not, even though you would say, oh, they haven't had the best year, it's yep. not like disaster zone yet. And so yes. it's just so important to, however you get them, whether it's ugly, pretty, the best thing or whatever, just to yep. stack some points up at the start of the year. And Sharkies yep. have done that.
2: Absolutely, mate. Yep. And as I said, you know, they, they could be top of the ladder after this weekend, which would be really impressive with, you know, as I said, the up and down nature of their first month of footy. They really have shown some really good signs over the past couple of weeks in particular, but Yeah. And then- oh, look, I'm going to back Sharkies. Mm. I haven't gone against I haven't gone against the Dolphins um, a lot this year, but I think the Sharkies will get this one.
1: Yeah, I think the Sharkies get this one. I really think they're playing with a lot of confidence. And just to just to back up that point, you look at the Eels; they're currently sitting 12th. Think of all yep. the games they just lost by two points at the start of yeah. the year. It's yep. like far out. They could literally be sitting in the top four right now, and not yep. much would have changed in their footy. It's just the result. Um, now going to get to the next game sorry for that little detour guys um, I just thought it was really yeah, I just thought it's a really great point Smithy, that the Sharkies could literally be number one and yeah. we're sitting at round 10 like what, a, what an achievement uh, but, Storm V the Rabbitohs no changes to the Storm side that beat the Warriors on Anzac Day uh, David Moali is out he's replaced by Liam Knight for his first game of the year how do you see it playing out Smithy? and also yeah. sorry just quickly yes this is our game of the round thanks to it Suncorp is. building a more resilient Queensland that's a Suncorp spirit it is.
2: It's our game of the round. Thank you to SunCorp. Um, great matchup. Mm. Great matchup. This this builds as maybe one of the the best games of the year, mm. not just this round. Um, as we've got it as our match of the round. Uh, no team changes to the Storm. Um, of course, that had that that victory on Anzac Day. They've they've had the week off leading into this one. Um, only one change. Interesting to see how Liam Knight goes. As he, he played just the one. Game in the lead up to this, maybe maybe a couple, two at most, two leading at most. leading into this. So big call um, by the coach to to add Liam Knight to the team, given you know the the the, the way that they've been playing um, of recent time. You know they've gone on a bit of a run of wins at the moment. I think they've won four straight now. Uh, the bunnies to take himself way up the top of the table. Um, oh jeez. Look, I'm, I'm going to back. I'm going to back Melbourne, given they're coming off the bye. They're going to come into this one fresh, and uh, th- the most important thing for Melbourne in this one for me is their start. Oh, oh, they they just have to start better than what they did on Anzac Day. They give they give the Warriors an opportunity to to take the game away from them uh, early in in that match, but they were good enough, and as I said, maybe a little bit fortunate too. In, in the way of um, injuries that occurred to particular players from the Warriors and then a sin-bidding um, as well, which gave them you know, an opportunity to score points, particularly late in the match, to take the game away from the Warriors. But they need to start fast. That's what they need to do. They need to start fast, put some scoreboard pressure on the bunnies early because if they don't and they start giving a little bit of you know possession and particularly field position to the Rabbitohs, and they start building that confidence like we see them do um, throughout matches this year and, and particularly over the last month. They've got so many points in them and they've got so many uh, like dangerous points or dangerous players that can attack from different positions on the field. And when you're facing a guy that's in the form at the moment like Campbell Graham, you do not want a player like that close to your trial line too often on uh, on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I I really think I totally agree with you in regards to the Storm. I think they need to be the team that sets the tone. I'm going to back the Rabbitohs though, because I just look at this Rabideaus side, and I just think there may be a bit too much star strike power with the Rabbitohs over the Storm. You know, I look at the fullback, obviously Trelly Mitt, unbelievable form. I look at the halves, Cody Walker, Cam Munster kind of canceling each other out in regards to form right now. I'll probably uh, Hughes a little bit above Ilias, but Ilias can get a job done. Outside of that, in most positions, I do think that the South side has a little bit more star power, a bit more strike power rather. But mm-hmm. if the Storm, as you said, can set the tone yep. of the match, they can turn it into Storm footy, and, and yes. it, rather than it being Rabbitohs footy, because if it's Rabbitohs footy, there's no way they'll, they'll, they'll beat them. Um, so if
2: so, being the Storm, if you, so, if you're Storm coming up against the Rabbits in in Red hot form at the moment. A lot of players, as I mentioned, playing great football. Who's the one man that you go after? Is it is it Latrell? Is it Cody? Is it um Campbell Graham? Who is it that you send a lot of your defensive energy to?
1: I'd be going straight at Cody Walker. Just Cody. trying to almost like Troll Mitt is unbelievable. We know everyone knows what Troll Mitt can do. But yep. I do still think that Cody Walker is the heart. He's almost the – he's the, the hand in the glove to a degree, and Latrell is the glove. I still think Cody Walker the, – when they win, it's usually off the back of Cody Walker orchestrating the victories. So okay. I'd be going straight at him in regards to, you know, a bit of niggle, try and yes. get him fired up, try and get him thinking about other things. Uh, Because the thing with Latrell – let's say Latrell's got a target on his back. If Latrell turns up and he is – in you know, career best form, it doesn't yep. matter what you do. You can yeah, that's right. You can send everything after him and you're not going to be able to stop him. Um, right. So Cody Walker is the man I would be trying to, I guess, get under.
2: Yep. So Cody Walker, there you go. ache. he's a he's an avid fan of the captain's run. He's there listening. Go.
1: There you go. That one was free, Bellyache. Next one, though. <laughs> Next one's going to cost you, mate. <laughs> Just so you know. Anyway, we, <laughs> that was our game of the round. Thanks to Suncorp. Make sure you're Queensland covered. Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote today. That's the Suncorp spirit. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Tigers v Dragons, 115 150 pm. You guessed it, Suncorp Stadium, its magic round. Naden out with suspension. Talau starts at centre. Kapoa returns from illness onto the bench. Dragons team news. We've heard about it. Lomax Little dropped. Fainai moves to centers. Ravalawa returns to the wing. DeBellin moves to prop. Sua returns to second row. And Jack Bird moves to lock. How do you see this one, Smithy?
2: Yeah, stack of changes for the Dragons boys. Um, uh, and for the Tigers, well, I, I think they just grow in confidence off the back of that win last week. Um, of course, you know, a suspension to Brent Naden, but I just think they, they now approach this game with a lot more confidence. Um, there's going to be a, a, a buzz around training this week uh, with their footy team, with the whole sorry, not just the footy team, the footy club and the fans and, and what happened across the weekend. I think they come up – I think they come up to Brisbane uh, to take on the Dragons full of running mm. and just believing that they can go out there and win. Like if, if, you, if you knock off the reigning premiers and – particularly a side like Penrith who have been so dominant, why why can't you just replicate that the following week? Mm. Dragons are going to be desperate, of course, desperate. Um, Some big changes to their footy side. So um, if you're making changes to guys like Zach Lomax and he's not making the side, I I think everyone has been put on notice. Mm. Every other player has been put on notice. Maybe maybe there's an exception for Ben Hunt.
3: Mm.
2: But every other player has been put on notice to say, look, if you don't aim up, then... We're going to make some changes. So it'll be great to see the response of the Dragons. But I'll tell you what, Kempe, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going Tigers for back-to-back victories.
1: Mate, I love it because I've been flip-flopping on this one. Dragons, obviously, message being sent, people getting dropped. But the Tigers, they actually have been, their forwards at least, have been laying a platform. Every yep. single week, you get a week closer to the forwards understanding Apicorosau's game. And last week was probably the best week where the forwards really got on song on the same page as Apicorosau. And I just think around the ruck there, when you're looking at the, the two competing uh, forward packs, I, th- I actually think on paper the Tigers forwards pack is, is noticeably better yep. and is more explosive. I mean, you got Alex Twill coming off the bench, running for 150 meters in, you yeah. know, 30 minutes or something no misses in the tack in the tackle count so yep i've been flipping and flopping on this in regards to if the dragons hadn't have made drastic changes i probably would have gone tigers but are the dragons playing group now going to be almost scared into oh wow you know this is it you know my spot is on the line here if i don't rip and tear i'm getting dropped yep
2: yeah that that possibly could be the outcome i reckon and um, but I just I think the confidence that the Tigers have at the moment, um, that after winning and, and having that winning feeling, they'll they'll come up here with pretty good attitude and they'll be in the fight, mate. I reckon I reckon they might make it two in a row. Alex 12 score his first try. Oh wow, big call! Is that your Brooksy, sure thing? Is that your sure and Brooksy, thing? And Brooksy. and Brooksy, man of the match. Oh, Geez, I'm going all out today. Holy. I'm going all out. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> Don't write that down, please. The Oracle, Smithy. <laughs> Mate, you're going to look like a genius if this comes oh, off. An absolute oh. genius. Uh, Roosters v. Cowboys. Look, call the fight off. Cowboys going to win 13-plus. Easy. <laughs> easy. No, no. Tommy, Tommy nearly had a heart attack just then. Yeah, he fell um, off his chair. Momoroski out. The great Drew Hutchinson is named at centre. Durable as anything, can play any position. Jake Turfins joins the bench. Uh, Brandon Smith has been named despite taking hospital last week, precautionary for a neck complaint. Hargreaves returns at prop. Lodge moves back to the bench. Nanai out with suspension. Lukey returns at second row. Townsend has been named despite a calf injury. Ben Hampton is listed reserve as cover. How do you see this one, Smithers?
2: Well, yeah, the Cowboys, they're just struggling at the moment, the Cowboys. um, They just can't get any momentum going at all. Like, we see little flashes of brilliance um, by individuals, but they're they're not the team that they were last year. Now, we're trying to rattle our brain for the last month, haven't we, on, on the captain's runabout about trying to f- find reasons why it's not happening for them, but it's just not, and the only way they get themselves out of the hole they're in is is by working hard. Really, that's the only thing I can think about, mate, and and that's doing all the little things well in the game that need to be done, controlling the football, making your tackles, getting to your kicks, putting pressure on the opposition, and, and, and see what result you get, uh, you know, and Coming up against the Roosters side, though, that you know they they played quite well last week. They shut out the Warriors over over the ditch. Um, JWH he's back, of course, so he'll be um, rested and feeling really good for this one. He'll be up for this one. Um, look, I, I'm going to go Roosters. I'm going to go Roosters because I don't have a lot of confidence in in the Cowboys at the moment with the way they're playing.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys, unfortunately. I've seen a few clips from a few different people. I actually, I think it was Cooper Cronk um, on Fox. He just showed a little clip of Chad Townsend basically getting to the line and Nanai was like 20 meters back. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't just Nanai, it was the whole back line that weren't up with him. And then I've seen some other clips as well where I just think that there may be a they're either overtrained, but also be maybe a bit of a sense of kind of, oh, we had such a great year last year, oh how great were we last year? They're kind of – I wouldn't say they're sitting there going, patting themselves on the back, but I would say maybe that fire and desire that they had last year where they were like, we are sick of being seen as not competitive and not a good club. I yep. don't, I just don't know if they've got the same fire as they did last year. Yeah, right. Not
2: at the same level.
1: Uh, yeah, I just and, – and with the Roosters – It's almost like a yearly thing. Yep, they got the win. I love they kept the Warriors to to nil. I'm still not that convinced, though, and I think that if they're going to start getting their Roosters DNA together, it has to be sooner rather than later. But we're going to head to a break. I'm picking the Roosters, though. Head to a break. After the break, we've got Titans v. Eels. We're back to the captain's run. Titans, Eels. Smithy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, we're
2: gonna be quick here. Run out of time. Um, big game. Uh, Brimson, of course, out. Jaden Campbell. Love watching this fella play. He's named a fullback. Um, he'll be in for a big one, playing in front of some family members and friends. I'd, I'd suggest. Eels though, coming off a huge win, Just spoke to um, Will Bensini, of course, and he said he's going up there with a really positive frame of mind. They're all looking forward to this one. Um, they're hot and cold though, the Eels. They can be hot and cold. I think. Uh, I think Titans.
1: Oh, where? I'm going
2: Titans. This is another side, Kempi. They've got 10 premiership points at the moment. Yeah. They win this one. They go to 12. They could be way up top. Yep. I'm going to go Titans.
1: Okay, the Titans. Look, I'm going to go to the Eels to get the job done. I thought they were fantastic last week. And now, time for our Sure Things. Who's your Sure Thing for the week, Smithy? Uh, let's. Uh, uh, the temporary Hire. work expert, it's surehire.com.au.
2: Mate, I've, I've talked a big game. I've talked them up. I have to back the West Tigers. My sure thing. The West Tigers. Holy
1: yep. moly. I'm backing them
2: in. I'm backing them in. Come Mate. on, boys. Live for me.
1: Wow. Sure thing. I am going uh, the Sharkies. And just quietly, who won sure thing last week? Just quietly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hey, that, hey, yeah. well, it was
2: you. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> I, I, went, I went the Knights. They didn't get off the bus, oh, and you picked Para. Yeah, they, tow- they
1: You towed me up. Thank you. Thank you. One each. <laughs> I think you're still ahead, though, by a mile. <laughs> okay. I missed the first three rounds. Uh, sure <laughs> Hire, Australia's most complete shoring, propping, and traffic product range. Call 1300 sure Hire. That is us done and dusted. You may see us at Magic Round. I'll be at uh, Caxon Hotel, 1 p.m. The Great Smithy. You'll see Smithers rolling around, Smithy. Oh, I'll be
2: around there. It'll I'll be, be around there. Friday, Saturday. I'll be rolling around. Call Suncorp. him
1: Schmizzle. Hey Schmizzle. How you going, brother? I'll see you there, D Sizzle. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. See you next week.